You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm back solo, like Justin fucking Derulo. I'm flying solo, I'm flying solo, I'm flying solo, solo, solo. And despite the charisma and confidence in my voice, I'm not going to lie. I am shitting it. I am absolutely shitting it. But before we get into all of, all of that, um, welcome back. Welcome back. A big welcome back to all of my dear, dear listeners um, that have been with Get The Belt podcast for the past two years. Uh, Been with us um, through all of the amazing celebrity guests we've had. Been supporting the show through, you know, the two award nominations we received. Um, Supporting the show with our live sold out show you know you guys have been doing bits to everyone that has entered competitions and ended up doing nice things um going to festivals you know because of the show to everyone that's ever written in to cuss someone out that needs a good beating that needs to get the belt to be without written in um over the past two years uh, to contribute to the segment Melanin Magnificence, where this show uplifts and puts a spotlight on people of colour, black and brown people doing bits and bobs for their community, for them, for others that are just inspiring us, motherfuckers that just wish we could. Um, you know, and people that have written in with like messy questions and interesting questions about family, about uh, race, about situationships and relationships and sex and all of the above. I just want to thank all of you, even if none of you wrote into the show, but you've just been hitting play and subscribe and rating and reviewing. We love that. We love to see it. Um, Thank you. Welcome back. And to all of those new listeners that have recently seen, you know, on Instagram or Twitter or wherever you saw it, that, you know, Get the Belt is coming back. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, this show brings you nice things every single week. As I said before, we're here for, you know, the black and brown people. We're putting us on. We're uplifting us. Um, and this show also, like I said, is called Get the Belt. Every single week we give the belt to people that fucking deserve it. Companies that try it. It can be, I will give a belt every week if I have one and I generally have a few. But, you know, I'll select one a week. And feel free to write into the show at contact at com to, you know, rant, rave, 
about someone that you don't ease the belt. It could be your, your, your side piece. It could be your main thing. It could be an idiot Karen at your workplace. Like, give us the tea and like, get it off your chest because not all of us can afford therapy, even though we endorse it. Um, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome to all the new listeners. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, I will be getting into... Uh, the show in a minute I'll break it down for you we've got a few segments in this show that is exactly the same as it was before you know we still will start the episode with a word of the week which is us up which is where I give you guys a word of a phrase a sentence um where we uplift each other and we learn something new and we encourage ourselves and we it, it basically encourages mental health mental wellness men, um just being better, living a more fulfilled, spiritual and better life as a human being on this on this fuckery of an earth where everyone likes to move mad. Um, <clears throat> and so it's a bit, even though you might be thinking, oh, it's not a word, it's a phrase. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to a Pentecostal church or a black church or any kind of church where the pastor will give a good good sermon and he'll be speaking for near enough an hour, goddammit, especially some of these Nigerian churches in London. Whoo! Okay, they'll be talking long. And at the end of that, you will get the word of God. Yeah, you will get the word. You will get the word, which is why I selected that gospel choir singing, They Got the Word. Because every single week we're going to give you a word, okay? Um, And then after that, we I'll just tell you a little bit about the week, what I'm going on what's going on and like with me personally just like just so we can connect with each other like how you how you doing how wendy williams would say like how you doing i'll let you know how i'm doing um and then after that we will go into miles uh into melanin magnificence bitch it's been seven months or six six seven months since i've done it i forgot the the own layout of my own goddamn show um and then next up we will have the segment which i told you about before melanin magnificence followed by miles measures where i'll be giving you all the tea all the goss and my opinion on the latest in pop culture and what's going on in the world um often we'll speak about celebs we will often speak about politics uh and things that and not necessarily entertain me but i feel like need discussing and um talking about um followed by uh question segments where you listeners will write into the show and we'll answer some questions. And then I have um, a, a segment called Dutch Pot. Now, Dutch Pot, for my Caribbeans out there, boop, boop, um, shout out to all of my Jamaican family. Uh, I love you. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. But um, a Dutch Pot is basically a big-ass pot which you literally throw all kinds of shit into it and you, make, you can make so much in it so much goes into it and everything that comes out is nice things okay if you season it properly karen um and so i named the segment dutch pot because it will be anything that we can talk about uh be it um racism in the workplace uh past uh dutch pot segments have included family and like if you necessarily need them to succeed and to feel validated um uh it could be anything from masculinity and toxic masculinity and being a, a, a black gay man on like how to navigate the world as that and just like it can be anything you understand um and then last but not least the the name of the fucking show we've got get the belt the segment which is where i give a fucking tongue lashing a good good beating to someone or some something that needs a good cussing out and needs to be read for filth 
you know, and this show has been doing all of those things for the past two years successfully. We've had some amazing guests come on the show, the likes of M&EK, um, London, black gay man, singer, like written for Beyonce. How about that? He's come on the show. We've had another singer that was runner up of America's um, The Voice, uh, Kimberly Nicole fucking voice on her her episode was dope she taught me about rosetta thorpe and i fucking gagged i've also had kush jumbo again another black brit um she is actually from lewisham her interesting her episode was really interesting we had it um i think it was last year in um october for black history month and she gave us like a few good words and a few good stories and she's you know uh, she's a big a big boy actress now living in new york starring abc's the good fight and the good wife on all the posters get your fucking life i was walking recently in um uh waterloo and there was a whole load of pictures of this bitch on the wall for hamlet her face in the theater like making moves We've had Keisha Renee, uh, American singer, songwriter, country singer, bad bitch, bad voice, bad throat. Um, she was on tour with Nicki Minaj when we um, had her on the show and talked about all the things. And she kindly like invited us to go, you know, backstage, watch the show for free. It was nice things. Like, we had a good key. Um, we had a plethora of people come on the show. Um, from other friends of mine, bloggers, influencers, actors, um, script writers. We've had many, many black and brown people that inspire me and have a good story come on the show and, you know, spill the tea with us, discuss issues that we are facing. Um, one of them, really, a really amazing episode that we did was with um, two actresses from last year's BBC Christmas special. I think it was called The Lat. The, la the long song. The long song. Yeah, we had Shereen Gray and Tamara Lawrence come on the episode and talk about how it felt, you know, being in a, in a drama that was based in the Caribbean involving the British when it came to the end of slavery. Because, you know, we always see Africa or uh, fucking America, but the Brits like to, they don't like to show their nyash. They do not like to show their nyash when it comes to the fuckery, the gall and the effrontery that they've that they've partaken with the slave trade and racism and all of that. It's all playing out now anyway. But yeah, they they gave um those two amazing actresses gave us their take on how it felt to be Caribbean and be in the Caribbean reenacting this and you know the vibe of being a black act uh, actor and actress on set doing this with their white counterparts and you know the whole experience of it like ugh, we've had some good good guests basically and now i missed a few we've had celebrity hairstylists on here kevin shanty um busy being black podcaster josh rivers came on early on in the, in the beginning like we've basically had some real nice people come along and you know share their uh, knowledge their experience give the belt cuss out who they needed to cuss <laughs> and also give us you know their word of the week and melanin, Magnif melanin magnificence and all of that um but yeah welcome i'm rambling now and before you know it I said, when I come back, these episodes are going to be shorter. Shit, it's going to be fucking twice as long, bitch. Hell. But welcome back uh, to the podcast that is Get the Belt. Normally, at the beginning of every episode, I'll say, like, get the something. Like, I don't know what to call this one. Get the Karens. How about that? <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> get the Karens. 
Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Get the Karens because they fucking trying it. Who they be trying it. But anyway, let's jump right into the episode. Um, I have had some emails from you guys. Thank you so much again. Um, and I'll be reading them out throughout the show. Uh, this episode uh, is our first episode back. Um, my first episode back. Um, and I'm going to answer all the questions, some of the obvious ones, where I've been, what's been going on with the show and, you know, demons I've had to face and uh, the fact that I've been going through some things and, you know, um, the world has been mad with lockdown, uh, the um, the killing of George Floyd and countless other people, including Breonna Taylor and so many others that ended up in us going through riots, the Black Lives Movement um coming black lives matter movement coming to the forefront again and being on everyone's timeline and marches and all now me miles who created founded and produced this podcast that has been the advocate for black lives mattering lgbtq lives mattering for equality and for calling out bullshit and all of this has been happening and now all of a sudden everyone's an advocate all of a sudden everyone's a, let me not even okay Basically, during my silence, I've been going through it. You know, I've, I've I've heard them chattering and talking and I've seen people messaging me like directly to me. Like, where are you? Like, surely, like, this is what you've been doing and you're not here. Like, you're Madeline McCann right now. Like, I don't get it. Like, what's going on? Or like, why are you hiding? Why are you running? Um, and I haven't really, I've either like lied about it or just ignored um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be completely honest, spill the whole tea while it's hot. And yeah, let's get into this episode. Let's get into the first episode back of Get the Belt. My word of the week this week is what is rightfully yours no one can take from you i want all of you to like really hear that what is rightfully yours no one can take from you uh this can be translated into many different things it can be physical things it can be emotional things and i want to tune more into the spiritual uh side of life uh, things like joy, you know, happiness, peace, especially with what is going on in the world. Um, of course, uh, with the brutal killings of so many black people, innocent black people and, you know, coronavirus, like taking loved ones and just stopping our bag, our coins, our day to day activity. One thing, joy and peace they've been jeopardized and they've been thrown into a, a war with everything else around us and these are things that when we when we come out of our mother's uterus or vagina however you were brought into this world you were your birthright was to be happy and to have joy and to have peace of course these things are gonna navigate you away from that feeling of peace and joy and everything else but it it cannot let it cannot take it away from you unless you really give it the power i'm not saying you shouldn't you should feel happy are you dumb you shouldn't feel happy when you see you know videos of trans women getting brutalized or these crazy karens moving mad like of course you're not going to smile and kiki over it you're going to feel a kind of way but your 
not just immediate joy, but your your sense of joy in yourself. Because you can still be upset, at, but be at peace. And you can still be upset or vex and have a sense of joy. And this is what I'm speaking about. I'm speaking about the things that are God given to you by our ancestors, by God, by whoever you believe in, by the universe, that we need to stop allowing external factors uh, take away or have us thinking that they've been take, taken away from us uh, when we are the we are the sole key keepers t- to access those things because it's it's ours. You know what I mean? Um, be it passions as well. Obviously, I'm going to speak later on about that. The reason why um, Get the Belt hasn't been out for the longest now. Um, passions, you know, we put these, again, external factors. I need this to do this. And I'm going to be an actor. So, but I need this in order to do that. And now I'm not doing this because of that. And all of this, all of this trickle, trickle business is like, no, fam. Like, if that is your destiny, if that is yours, if it is yours, no one can take it away from you. If you did, if you weren't, if you didn't get something, or a job has stopped, or a relationship ceased because of Wahala, then it belonged to Wahala in the first place. It was never yours. Okay, let's start there. It was never yours. Things that you know are yours: your passions, your loves, your 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 joys, and 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 your your peace. They're they're yours, and you shouldn't let. Or trick yourself into thinking that they have been taken away from you because they they literally cannot be taken away from you. If you're meant to be an actor, yeah, you might not get a one, two castings. But guess what? You're an actor because you're going to those castings. It doesn't mean, oh, no, I can't because I never got that job. I'm not an actor because I didn't get that job. You're a fucking actor still now and always, whether you're in a show or out of a show. Look at me. I'm a whole performer. I'm What show am I in right now? Crickets. Coronavirus came and and I said bye you know you're not getting you're not getting that check from the west end no more but guess what i've not gone i did for a minute think oh i'm not i'm not a performer this isn't me but guess what it is mine not even miss rona can come and take away my ownership of me the performer the entertainer no same with relationships like you might be in a relationship and if it was truly yours and things are only truly yours when they serve your higher purpose and your higher self, when they when they intrinsically are aligned with who you are and what makes your soul happy. If you're in relationships where you're getting grey hairs and STDs and blue ticks on WhatsApp, that's not serving you for shit. That's not serving you for shit. So if that shit ended, whether you're in it for five weeks or five goddamn years... You never really lost that because it was never yours. The things that are yours that align with you as a human being and as a spirit and as an entity beyond just this crazy fucked up mad world, those things can never be taken away from you. It might take you long to get there. It might like it might take you long to realize that. But I just want everyone to hold on to that word this week that what is rightfully yours can never be taken away from you ever. So to all the side hustles that you've got going on, to your projects, to your feelings, to your emotions, to the people in your life, to the relationships you have, the relationship you have with yourself. No external factor, not even Miss fucking Rona can come and take that. Okay. I need everyone to know that because that's one thing I learned myself. This podcast, this it's it it aligns with me to speak to people that have similar values and also contradicting values and morals to me, so I can teach, so I can fucking teach these hoes. <laughs> Do you get? Like 
this is in my being it makes me feel good I feel I feel like I'm serving my purpose like it aligns with me and I was too stuck in thinking oh I need this and I need this brand to do this for me and I need this this production company to blah 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 and I need a host and I need a all of these things I'm saying I need when all I need is my mouth and look at it is moving. So why have I why why have I denied myself? Because no one, no other external factor has taken the show away from me. I was tricking myself into believing, oh, I'm blaming it on, you know, that brand or that um relationship not working out and that host not being able to bring certain things. The gag is I could have done this, but I had to really learn over a period of time that what is mine and my my ministry and my mission, no one can take it away from me. So how about that? So that is your word for the week. I want you to apply that to all the aspects of your life that you can and really think, what are you fooling yourself into? Ask yourself that question with this word of the week. What are you fooling yourself into thinking that this isn't mine or I don't deserve this or I can't have this or this is no longer the case? Really, the only person that can take it away from you is is God and yourself. So what is rightfully yours, no one can take away from you guys. I want you to carry that through to this week and the rest of your, and the rest of your days. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the word of the week. Nice thing. So let's jump straight into the next section. That is Melanin Magnificence. So this segment of the show is uh, one of my favourite parts of the show, actually, because we get to shine a light on black and brown people doing real nice things in and around the world. Um, I do try to keep it in uh, England, not just London, because London is small, but like I try to find people in in the in the UK, black and brown people in the UK that are doing nice things that that deserve a shout up, a shout out. Sorry, wow, a shout up, <laughs> a shout up. Let, do you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, they they deserve to be shouted up, man. <laughs> so yeah, we basically find people that are doing real nice things, and we give them a platform. We tell you what they do, why we're bigging them up, and hopefully you'll go and support. You know, black creatives, black business, um, and just black people for doing nice things. Um, yeah, so this week and my first week back, uh, Melanin Magnificence goes to my cousin. Yes, he is my cousin. He goes by the name of OJ. Now, OJ is not only an upstanding and outstanding black man, Nigerian man out here, just being an amazing younger cousin. When you see, when you go, I know you're going to go to Instagram, especially you thirsty boys and girls. I know you'll go to his Instagram and see all of the abs, all of the abs and the muscles on this man. Hey, you have not seen muscles like it. (laughs) They're not like this on me. I don't know. That gene must have like jumped past me. But yeah, he's not only... um, a fitness coach but he is a master of public health a certified personal trainer um who works with not just the body but the mind and the spirit um you know he's been out here for a minute in the gym just for his own personal growth and like his own personal um goals but he set that much he set his goals much beyond himself and decided to make it a business to make it something lucrative and to have a positive impact on not just people's like physical health but their mental well-being as well you know he posts things about books to read to enrich your spiritual to enrich your mind your wellness um and he's out here working with 
some incredible people. Like he's taken leaps of faith and moved from one state. They were in, uh, without baiting him up, he was from one area in the States and then traveled quite far to go to LA. I'm seeing, I don't know if you guys, any of you guys watch uh, How to Get With Murder, but I'm watching my, my cousin's Instagram story these days. I'm like, that is, that's Rome Flynn from How to Get Away With Murder. The, you know, the, the, the fine one, the light-skinned one, the, the, the basketball seat, him, him. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing niggas like two chains. I'm thinking, wait a minute, I had to message my cousin like, is this, is this your gym? And he's like, yeah, 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 that's me. My guy's working with celebrities though, big, big ones. So he's been doing all of this. He's got his own brand, Grow With O. It's a hashtag. He offers his own programs there. You can get um, a program of fitness dedicated to you. It comes with meal plans. I think he does one-on-one sessions as well. Just out here creating platforms and businesses that are enriching people's lives. And I clocked it. So did 39,000 other people on Instagram because that's how many other followers he's got. He's now got a blue tick, okay, getting recognised by media outlets. Like recently, he was on ABC7 uh, LA um, doing an, an, an interview during, during this pandemic. So TV production companies are going to interview this guy, this, this, this man, this, this Niger boy in this pandemic here, in social distancing, having to street, stretch their long arms so that he can speak into the mic because they're like... We know that we could die that we're here, but you people need to hear your voice because you're doing bits. Not only that, but what really had me gobsmacked is when I was on Beyonce's internet and my cousin, Osamoje, full name, Osamoje, OJ, yeah, is on Beyonce's website. Yeah, yeah. Growwitho.com, dot. It should be BBB for Beyonce's internet. But www. Wow, BBB. Anyway, let's not. www.growwitho.com <laughs> is on Beyonce.com. Go to her website. You'll see it there. Even a queen is recognizing your growth. Okay. Hashtag grow with O. Yes. Um, and I, I love the way he put it on his Instagram. He, he like posted up this feature that Beyonce uh gave him and just said uh that he wanted to you know thank Beyonce um I think it was Zerinakos I don't know I'm so sorry and the black owned everything uh for the for recognizing his movement uh and growth can't be quarantines I said I said yes bitch Yes, bitch. So all of us lazy motherfuckers that are using quarantine for for, for as an excuse for our back rolls. Yeah. Not my cousin. To the point where Beyonce said, yes, yes, my son, you know. So, yeah, Melanin Magnificence goes out to you for your 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 grit, your perseverance, because everyone's a personal trainer these days, especially in this pandemic. Your your perseverance, your hard work, your consistency. And it's just so honoring and and humbling and inspiring for me not just as another entrepreneur but as as you as a family member to see my cousin out there uh thriving doing what he wants to do impacting so many different people and getting recognized by the great so i thought if beyonce has given you a nod then by four so are you mad let me come and give my cousin a, a nod as well he is utter melanin magnificent so head over to my cousin's um instagram you can find him on 
Um, Osamo J with a blue tick that is O-S-A-M-O-J-E um, and you will see him and all of his abs and pectorals uh, in black and white if unless he doesn't change his display picture and yeah go and enrich your life you can book book him with him you can email him you can get merch he does nice t-shirts there's one in particular I like I don't want to ramble too much but it it says never met um never met a weak Nigerian and I fucking live for that I'm gonna have to do it as well um side note not only uh does he have his own um fitness and mental wellness business that he's doing um OG Royale and that is OJI Royale is also on Instagram, um, which is a clothing company. Again, the finest do-rags, finest do-rags they sell and beautiful clothes as well. Beautiful garments, beautiful gowns, gorgeous gowns. Um, you know, and he's just really out here doing it. So go, if you guys are all really about this post in the Black Square and Black Lives Matter and all that malarkey, if you really want to appreciate appreciate the black black lives mattering and black business and entrepreneurship and just greatness if you want to take a nod and bow down to this melanin magnificence go and give both of them a follow make a cute purchase at least send him uh, you know some comments under the under the pictures because it all helps and yeah go and support but yeah shout out to you oj very proud cousin you are my melanin magnificence this week forever and always brother Ooh, wicked. So now we would normally talk about, you know, what's been going on this week. But seeing as it's been six fucking months, um, I need to remember not to swear. My cousin Karina, the AKA style idealist, um, fashion blogger, go and give her a blog. Oh, can you? I apologize for the ratchetness, but you know, we're in a pandemic and the studio is closed. So we're recording from home in this bitch. <laughs> um, wow, that was odd. But yeah, my cousin Karina also, wow, just really is a family affair this episode. But yeah, uh, she just told me, right, when you come back, please just like, just don't swear as much. Like, try and take it down. And I, I can't help it, you know, like when I'm cussing, it just comes out of our mouth so naturally and just speaking. Like when I'm really comfortable, like when I'm really comfortable, I just be cussing that all the motherfucking time. I, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me i just do it but i'm gonna try to not swear <clears throat> so base a fucking late now i'm only joking uh so yeah um we've not done an episode for six months so i can't really tell you how the last week's been and i can't really tell you how the last six months been because we will be here for literally 12 years a slave so uh, instead i'm just gonna cut right to the chase and just break down you know what's happened and why I'm in this position right now and how we ended up here so for all of you that have been listening to the podcast you will be like okay I'm gagging to hear this for the newbies you might want to skip past it I don't know or you might want to stick around just to find out like why you've not been seeing this on your timelines for the past six months oh Jesus Christ here goes the emotional labor so I originally started this podcast or had the idea for this podcast because I wanted to bring um, a show that was relatable um, to uh, predominantly my black people, Dem, um, something that was raw and authentic and not whitewashed because you have we have these like black TV shows or like quote unquote black um, entertainment outlets and the the mainstream ones are often really quite watered down and uh they're whitewashed and they're just not as authentic as they could be for fear of whatever but again we live in a racist world as you've all 
just about come to realize even though this show has been pointing at these things for you to you for the past two years but let's not let's not even get into that um i wanted to create something british black that not only was for us but by us and also discussed topics that need to be brought to the forefront be it things in pop culture I feel like the opinions of black and brown people is often lost in the narrative and we don't really get a say in it unless it's on black Twitter and black, hey, black Twitter has power, but it's not every day just black Twitter. Like I wanted there to be other outlets which you could go to and get a weekly uh, rundown of things happening from the perspective of, you know, young black people and young queer black people at that. You know, not all of the hosts on the show previously were all um a part of the LGBTQ community. Kashmir was a straight cis woman. Um, and it was also good to have that, you know, that that nuance on the show. Um, just a place where we can all come, have a laugh, uh, cuss out people that need to be cussed, draw attention to racial um, injustices that happen in the world so we could give people like Donald Trump, Boris the belt, and just, you know, your, reg your, your regular Becky, otherwise known as Karen these days, um, give her the belt for, you know, just moving mad and like not behaving correctly. And this this was a place where people could feel like they too were not like here are our problems and go, do you know what? I've been suffering from this as well. And me as well at my workplace, I always have to bite my tongue and da 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 da, -da. Or, you know, um, things that are in pop culture and if albums get released or just things that are out in the media, instead of just hearing the same voices over and over again, people here for them to have the opportunity to tune into us every week and feel like they are getting something that they agree with, or maybe they don't agree with, but something that was just more relatable and more tangible and familiar with them. Um, and I feel like, yeah, we've succeeded in doing that. Um, and yeah, like I said in Melanin Magnificence, I wanted the show to also shine a light on the black and brown community because I feel too often um we're left shortchanged you know and you know we put all these efforts into it um into our crafts into our business into ourselves and we very 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 rarely get recognized you just have to look at our school schooling system uh what we're being taught in school like we built cities we've built empires we've built like countries yet there's no real mention of us there like they don't even barely want to even fucking acknowledge slavery let alone all the other good things that we've done so it's like who is shining a light on us the only light that we get shined on us is fucking crime watch and every now and then they want to be like oh yeah stormzy you know the acceptable negro oh we love him because that but otherwise when like we have to fight twice as hard be it in sports be it in, in 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 the music industry name a black architect i wish i could someone send us an email and let me know like we don't know them like and i wanted this show every week to give the listeners someone of color someone highly melanated or a little bit you know all the shades of the brown um but just give someone to you or a company or a business that you can be like oh wicked another black person doing this you know that i can do this and i can do that and inspire our people and put our people on hopefully drive some money to businesses that aren't getting them because they're not getting the recognition drive you know traffic to someone's instagram or youtube channel or just anything like we've had melanin magnificence of people going out and cutting hair in the street to, to homeless people she probably wasn't she wasn't profiting off of that but it was just we like i want to say like we see you sis like we see you my brothers and sisters we see you we recognize and get the belt is a place where where we shine a light on you because you fucking deserve 
Um, I've already mentioned about that, but uh, about getting the belt and stuff, about cussing. And then the rundown. Yeah, that's that's why I wanted to create it. I feel like the UK was lacking that. And so I didn't feel like I could do it by myself, and which is... Oh, yeah, this is something that I've had to battle with for the past six months. I uh, sourced um, a couple of friends at the beginning, very, very close friends, and I'm still very much close with them right now. Um, Remy, baby boy, dancer, he came on and we had Kashmir. Um, and I wanted co-host because I didn't want it to just be me ranting into the microphone. I don't know what I wanted it to be a conversation. I wanted there to, us to have this nuance to our conversations where we there were different opinions. Because let's not forget it, like uh, black people aren't just that one way. Like not every black person eats chicken. There are vegans that are black, and I know many of them. Okay, like. There is so much to us as uh, as humans and our opinions are varied and we are complex and we are, we're, more, we're not a monolith, like we are a monolith, there's so much to us. So it's like, instead of it just being me saying this is this and this is that, I wanted to have, you know, ideally a, a female and maybe an, and another guy uh, so we could all discuss our, our truths and our experiences and even more so that one, one of the other ones was also part of the member of the LGBTQ community. Um, because again, I feel like that is another um, intersection that isn't in any kind of mainstream. Like we don't see it. Where on TV do you know like a, a, a black gay or a black lesbian or a black person of color? Um, am I okay? Or a black member of the LGBTQ? <laughs> oh, little magic. A, mem a black member of the um, LGBTQ community that is out here. Um, being recognised for having a platform that discusses things or an entertainment programme that isn't cliche or isn't, you know, making the white man laugh or, like, all just shade and, like, RuPaul, like, like no, like, real shit. Like, we don't really have that in the UK, not to my knowledge anyway. Uh, so that's what I wanted to bring. Uh, and I wanted it to have more than just one voice. And unfortunately, uh, Remy couldn't stay because he was super-duper um, dedicated to his... Um, dance school which is doing amazing and I'm so super duper duper proud of him and when he went I was like okay right so let's get him we need to get baby boy replaced like I um, I want it to be three still I don't know why I had it in this my in my mind like it needs to be three it needs to be three uh we held interviews uh we um had auditions with some people and then we end up with a baby baby non-binary spiritual bite spiritual baddie you know and he blessed the show for the few months that he was on board with us with um his spirituality segment and it was it was everything that like every week we were enriched with that. So it added again, another layer um, of this show uh, to it. And um, again, unfortunately he couldn't stick with it because um, of finances and like his dedication to his book and living arrangements. It was all a bit in the air. So I was like, okay, right, let's not do another replacement. Let's just keep it as myself and Kashmir um, day ones. We're not going to do, I don't want anyone else coming in. Like we've got this and we continued to run the show for another like year and a bit. And it was, it was super duper successful, you know, especially in the last year that we were recording, uh, we were able to be nominated for two different awards um, which was super duper amazing and humbling as well. We were um, lucky enough to have some incredible guests come on the show. Um, I mentioned earlier on in the podcast um, some of the names, but we, Hollywood actors, people that have sung for sung for the likes of Nicki Minaj. We've had actors that have starred in BBC dramas. We've had uh, directors. We've had filmmakers. Um, 
we've had a, a plethora of talented young um, young and more mature. I don't want to say young and old before I offend some some of them. But we've had um, a really diverse set of uh, guests come on the show with completely different stories, but one one crucial element that made them all very similar, and that is that they were resilient and black or or brown and successful. And success is measured in really really different ways. It's not all numbers. Sometimes it can be, but. It's like not all of them are rich, not all of them are famous, but they're out here killing it and they're happy. And that was another thing I wanted to do. I wanted to get black and brown guests on the show that are doing well, that I am inspired by. Because why am I going to have someone that doesn't inspire me on the show? But we'll get to that. Um yeah, and we've been able to have these amazing guests. We've had live, we had a live show, which was sold out. Like it was packed. It was such a vibe. We had performances there. Like it was such a dope um, milestone for the podcast. So we've been nominated for awards. We've been to, um, we've had a live sold out show. We've been to different festivals and concerts for free. Um, just to be there as press and to meet new people and to network. We've worked with some amazing brands and we've had, um, Supermalt sponsor us. Uh, we've worked with restaurants in the local community. Again, that's another big thing I want to do is drive, um, more traction to our black owned businesses. And we've worked with the likes of Eat of Eden, which uh, um, when we first started working out with them, uh, they had a restaurant in Brixton and now they've branched out to Clapham as well. So huge congratulations to them. Um, but yeah, that is that we've done a lot, basically. And unfortunately, I found um, that I was often like the uh, I felt like a lot of the weight was on me. And I know that it was my vision. It was my dream. I, I approached uh, not just uh, the co-host, but everyone else that the podcast has uh, worked with. I was always doing everything like nonstop. And it got to the point where like I was, I would get, I'd feel a bit resentful if people weren't putting in the work and if, if we're going to be real is get the belt you know be real like cashmere love her to pieces you know you've heard us kiki on the show like i love her she's my girl but you know what but not everyone not everyone is cut from the same cloth and not everyone does have the same work ethic or mindset now just because we're not cut from the same cloth it doesn't mean that the two garments cannot look good together because we did and we did so for a long time you know um but it just wasn't it wasn't working out and I find myself continually like having to ask and repeat myself oh can you do this or would you mind like can you just tweet this or can you like respond you know and it got to a point like where I would message and message and I'm here stressing about partnerships that I'm putting together. I'm stressing about booking a studio time, trying to get you know, the guests on the show. Like I sourced all of the guests and it would get to the point where I was like, right, I, I'm doing all of this whilst editing this episode, whilst running the socials. And I, all I'm asking for you to do, sis, is just respond. And it was getting, it, it started to make the working environment really quite difficult. And um, unfortunately, uh, once or twice, Kashmir did end up just being like, I can't do this anymore. And like once it was like two days before recording, and you know, we've got we've got deals and contracts. This isn't just a kiki for fun. Like we have things that we need to do, which I've signed like we will do we will deliver this and so uh it just was it was a, a tough one because it was like not only am i trying to keep this show, the hood rat not only am i trying to keep the show afloat and and doing well as it has been i'm also just trying to get you to like 
turn up for work. And really, like, if I'm working with someone, you need to be putting in just as much effort in as me. And I, I feel like I jeopardise the show by by accepting less. Uh, and that's wrong. Like, that was an injustice to me and also to her as well. Because if she, if she didn't want to do it, like, I should be out here forcing no one. And I'm not trying to do, like, I'm not trying to force anyone. Um, so I just had to really bite the bullet and I got vexed because I was it was you know last minute and the way she dropped it wasn't like oh, I can give you two weeks notice and we you know we can do a goodbye episode it was it was not handled on her part that well at all um and I, I got vexed um I ended up having to do like the last two episodes of last year like with like guests and then um my cousin did the last one with me in Christmas. That was a super fun episode. And we've not done one since because I've been struggling to find uh, a, another co-host. You know, like I said, I, I didn't want it to just be me t- talking on the mic because I felt like it needed it and that maybe I wasn't enough. And for example, like having someone like Cashmere on here, like when she was discussing um whatever she would discuss or be it a belt she would give like no one is going to relate like a black women out there and trans women and non-binaries aren't going to relate to her in the same way they're going to relate to me and my big old penis like it's just not going to work like I'm a man like I'm a man with a dick and I can't come and tell you about how it feels to go into work be on your period and be tried and have a, a white woman come into your store and try and touch your wig like I don't like I am not going to be able to do that and like like I said I wanted this podcast to include as many people of color as possible. And so I just felt like shit I need to find I need to find a a a female co-host that can deliver and work as hard. You know I met with a couple and some of them were was cute but there was just some there was uh, like a dissonance there like there was something that wasn't quite right all the time or like I just didn't get the vibe that okay right they know exactly what they're going to come on and talk about or etc they were a lot of them would like take miles measures and be like well like flip it and be like I'm going to do I'm going to talk about this and like see what this was in this week and it's like no you need to understand like we've got these segments and like you can't just like do the remix of one of them like you need to come and bring you like that and that's one thing Kashmir did so successfully when she was recording um and you know, time went on, life got busy, <laughs> shit got wild, and then the Rona hit, and before you know it, like I'm like down and out in my, in my feelings, and I'm just like, oh, all I want to do now is correct. Now the coronavirus is here, I'm not even able to put out things. And again, this is this is why I refer back to the word of the week. Like I could do it, and I could have done it if I just had that belief in, in myself and didn't place my goals and my happiness and my purpose on other people like I didn't need anyone or I don't need anyone to come here and do the motherfucking thing sorry Karina I'm swearing again but like I don't and it's taken me a long time and a roller coaster of emotions and at one point I nearly considered actually having Kashmir back and you know I reached out to her and I and I said like hey hope you're well like we haven't spoken in a minute because again like I said the way she handled it was wild but um I reached out to her and I said, like, how are you doing? Hope you're well with this coronavirus. Is that cool? And I asked her, you know, would you consider coming back on the show? Because, you know, it was really good. And we were we were getting somewhere and we was getting traction. And, like, we had so much going for us. And we were about to, like, do some really exciting things. And it was just a shame that it had to end like that. And, you know, she was like, I didn't think you would, I didn't think you would have me back. Lol. And I was just like, well, yeah. But, like, she, even when she said that, she was right. Like, 
I shouldn't have I shouldn't have but I got desperate I just and I didn't believe in myself I felt like I needed her in order to continue to do this and to live my purpose and my truth and so I was like yeah no no, no let's let's no, no let's, let's do it like only if you're gonna work hard and like it can't be like before and I need you to like put in just as much work as me like I can't do everything like I can't come in like I really can't and she was just like no 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 yeah I'll FaceTime you I'll FaceTime you oh now where was the FaceTime the FaceTime never happened and again this was one of the reasons why it was hard to work with her like I love I love her but like she just wouldn't stick to her word and like especially when you're all my creatives out there when you're dedicated to something and you're you've birthed something to have people like preventing the success of that and the growth of that like it's it, it hurts not just on a professional level but on a personal level maybe that's just some Scorpio shit I don't know but um it never happened you know I was speaking to friends like oh I don't know what to do because she said she would come back on and people were like Mars if you, do you think it's just gonna be the same as before I was like oh no like hopefully she won't and they were like okay well did she call you to say that she was sorry and um you know that she wants to come back on the show and I was like, no. And they were like, well, there you go then. If she really wanted to do it, why didn't she reach out? And that was a hard pill to swallow because it was the truth. You know, they say the truth always hurts. And it did. And I felt like an anus, a complete anus. Because I knew it myself. So I sat with it again. And, you know, since then I've been I've been through it some more. And, like, I've seen other podcasts and other shows and other creatives doing their thing that started after us. And seeing them get the things that they deserve and as much as I'm clapping in them the inner creative and and the the ambitious miles inside is that that could have been you celebrating your own thing not that I wanted what they had because like I said what is meant for you is meant for you but I've not been able to celebrate the things that I deserve or this show deserves because I've put everything on hold and relied and put the power in the in, in, in it of that in someone else which is wrong um, so I've been going through it. I felt depressed with it. I felt like shit and it, it's just not been cute. And then to top it all off, um, you know, now we have this Black Lives Matter come into play. And this whole show, and for those that have been listening to this show for the past two years, again, shout out to you. Love, 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 love you so much. You keep me so motivated, honestly. Um, love, uh, yeah, I just love it. Every interaction online, on Twitter, Instagram, I'm like, ah. Uh, it really makes it makes my heart melt. So you would know that from the beginning, this show has been about black activism, LGBTQ activism, and focusing a lot on, on the black experience. So for this world to have erupted and to have the social shift that we've had at such a global level, for me to not just be not speaking out about it on like my own personal social network as much as I would have or to release an episode about it I had many people in my dms not just on on my on my personal instagram or twitter but on you know the get the belt socials and emails and also friends just whatsapping me like I'm what I'm surprised you haven't said anything, you know, I thought you was about it. Or, uh, and then I've spoken to other friends like, oh, yeah, you know, the WhatsApp group or the Instagram group are like, where's Mars at? Like, he's normally all about this. And, da, 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 da. and it's just like, <laughs> I already felt the pressure to do it without this happening you know and I didn't feel like I, I didn't feel good enough and I didn't have enough belief in myself to do it before this happened so for then this happened on top of it was even more of a, a, a kick in my nyash like I literally went into myself and obviously we've all been going through th this pandemic having to you know be inside 
not see family members. I already live in London by myself. So shit was real as it was. Like I live in London by myself and my work was my life. The podcast was my life. Um, and going to work, performing, uh, all the other jobs I was doing and everything had stopped. And all of a sudden I had no one except for, uh, I had one, one person, uh, like an ex that was keeping me company but it was a bit toxic it was it was very toxic it wasn't it wasn't good for anything other than company uh and you know i was in a really bad place and was put through some shit times during that on top of the pandemic on top of people now messaging me and other friends telling me you know these people are saying where have you been or now you're only posting uh, thirst traps on instagram but you're not talking about the thing and it not only did it make me feel sad but it fucking made me angry because all now, the majority of these, the majority of these people, yeah, let me not even cast. The majority of these people that have either messaged me or not had the the the, the backbone to message me directly and say it, but like, you know, do a, a small chat in a, in a WhatsApp group that I wasn't a part of outside of a WhatsApp group or Instagram group that I was a part of to then question me is like, Hold up. So when I started this motherfucking podcast two years ago and your dry knees didn't want to come and, and support the ting. Now it's trending on Twitter and it's good on your Instagram feed to take a picture of you in a cunt outfit and a Black Lives Matter sign or a, sign and, or a Trans Lives Matter sign. Now it looks cute and that you're benefiting in on the key and that it's trending on Twitter. Now you want to come for me. But motherfucker, every, for the past two years, I've done over 200 fucking episodes. Ep episodes and 200 different melanin magnificent shout outs not once did you go do you know what let me go and follow that 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 person that they shouted out let me go and support that um black business that get the belt um spoke about spoke about or every time we've given the belt we've given the belt to so many racist cunts up and down this world let alone this country schools out in scotland i remember that were moving mad with black pupils um just countless re the homophobic attacks that we saw of those two lesbians on the bus like we've been out here calling out politicians for moving mad brands for moving mad we've been calling out before it was trending and not once did any of you motherfuckers that are asking where i've been this past two weeks where the fuck have you been for the past two years where because it because you wasn't doing Black Lives Matter then, okay? You wasn't carrying no sign then. You weren't out here supporting no black businesses for those two years. But for the past week, because you motherfuckers been bored, ain't been able to get no puss, ain't been able to get no dick, ain't been able to get no ass or whatever the fuck. Because you bored at home, you can't go to work, can't get your coins, and you're faced, you're you're forced, sorry, to face the realities of this racist country that we live in. Now, now you want to be a part of the movement. Well, I'm sorry. If I would have spoken to any of you motherfuckers that was chatting shit about me, asking me where I am, I would have really shown the, the world your, your unwashed anus. I would have shown everyone that what you're really like. I would have shown, I would have gone into my WhatsApp and taken screenshots of the messages where I've said, listen, I am putting on an event called Charity Twerk where I'm raising funds for young black kids that don't have anywhere to go, that can't be fostered because white families are the majority of families in the UK that do the fostering and they don't want to put them up I'm raising money to make these young black and brown kids feel safe feel secure feel like they are loved 
please come. If you cannot come and, and donate money, at least you can do chuckle chuckle on your on your on your thumb and go up and down your dusty Android phone because you're not even fucking with iPhone yet. You can go up and down your idiotic brick ass of a phone and just double tap here, click on this link and share it to your Instagram or to your Twitter or to, on your platform for free. If you cannot help these young black kids, you can do that for free. And what did these looking ass niggas do? Leave it on red. The amount of you motherfuckers that are probably listening to the show and aren't subscribed because <laughs> I see the numbers. <laughs> we got the numbers, okay? <laughs> the majority of you motherfuckers didn't even want to do a share and a post for free to, for the things that I was doing that are that have been and have been actively affecting and positively um, moulding our society and our communities. You've left that shit on red. You weren't at the events. You weren't sharing the things. You weren't out here giving us black um, melanin magnificence, lifting up your other brothers and sisters or your allies to the white people that are listening. You weren't here for it. You were leaving it on red. You weren't contributing. You weren't supporting for the past two years that I have been putting in the fucking work. But for the past couple of weeks, because you fucking bored, yeah, and you're bored of Pornhub now, now you are seeing the things on Instagram and it's trending and you want to be a, you don't want to get named unshaved for saying silent because the whole world is erupting now. Now you and your unseasoned food and your unseasoned soul want to come and post a black square and not do anything and then have the, 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 the caucasity and the fucking audacity to ask me, where am I at? Or not even ask me. Be, a, be, be a, a, a spineless worm, a spineless frog and go and just speak to whoever to then talk about, oh, well, my, well, Miles is just doing this. In the words of Rihanna, where have you been? Where? Because I've been doing this. So please don't come, don't come for me because I will, all of you, I don't give a fuck. This isn't even the get the belt segment. But fuck it, like, you're, you're all, even though it's not the Get the Belt segment, I'm giving every single one of you that have questioned me without asking how I am, checking in on me, because I've been going through it, we've all been going through it, but I've been going through it just, I've been going through it, because I'll tell you one thing it does take to, to create a show like this, yes, we have a kiki, yes, we laugh, and you know, you, we bust up laughing and whatnot, but it is emotional labour, it takes time, and it takes nerve and bravery to say, and to be constantly calling out these kind of things, you know, I work in an environment where I'm on stage, and I'm in the public eye, like things that I, I, I post about have before got me into trouble, because of the nature of the business and the nature of the fucked up world that we live in. But it has. And for me to post a lot of these things with about a few of your faves, about clothing brands, places to shop or whatever the hell I'm calling out. Like it's it's a big risk for me. And it doesn't make me that popular. And countless of times I have got the oh, angry, angry black guy or whatever, whatever, whatever. I have had that a couple of times. But. Now it's popular and trending on fucking Twitter. Now you want to be about it and have the the gall to come to come and bring your dry infested genitals to me and question me where have I been why haven't I posted where the fuck have you been when all you could have done to help a bigger cause was reshare something but instead you and your dry self are leaving are leaving this shit on red ah what 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 your parents must be so ashamed of? Ah, can you imagine? 
The effrontery of you. The sheer effrontery of you. It's disgusting. You're not my friend. You're an enemy of progress. And I really hope with all my ancestors behind me that you will never, you will never, ever, ever, ever see joy as long as you are, as you're moving in these streets like that, moving mad, doing all this performative bullshit when you've not been about it. And it's not even like you've not been about it and you've been, you know, um, ignorant about it. You physically made the choice to not be about it because the amount of you hoes that I have direct messaged or WhatsApp to say, this is what the show is about. This is what the show is doing for the community. This is what this event is doing. This is the funds are going to these kind of people, to black people. LBG, you haven't been there. You've not been about it. You made a choice to ignore it. But now you want to ask where the fuck I am because I've not posted up. You can go and tell your dad to grab onto his ankles and you spit on his hole and do as you will with it because you are all, your mugs. Unfollow me, I beg, please. Go and do your performative, your performative allyship elsewhere. And that goes for black people as well. Because it be them ones. Tiana Taylor. It be them ones. Uh-huh. It really does. But yeah, anyway, this isn't the Get the Belt segment, but like that is uh, another one of the reasons why I felt the pressure to come back. And I felt like I couldn't speak or if I did speak, then I would just explode because I was in a very lonely place. Not just because of coronavirus, um, a lot to do with that, but just my personal life. Like I said before, the fact that I'm in London by myself, you know, I don't have a, a significant other, contrary to what people may think. And I don't know, for some reason, people think I'll be out here getting getting man like that and getting yell at like I really don't. Like, ask, no, don't even ask my close friends, mind your business, but I'm letting you know that I don't, in it. And the, 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 the odd, like, situationship that I've had the past couple of months or whatever have often been short-lived or not really helped me out that much um and I've like I said before to survive I'd just be wrapped up in my work I'd be getting up at 4 30 in the morning sometimes four and I'd be on the go working recording hustling performing whatever I was doing putting on events um working with brands like doing my activism shit until 11 p.m come home if I went home if I didn't want to go and get a drink because I was tired I'd go and get a drink and try to get some enjoyment and it would be that six days a week and now I've got nothing. Now coronavirus comes. I've got nothing. I can't. I, I feel like I can't make a podcast. I can't speak about it. I can't go out and see anyone because social distancing. And now I'm going through this emotional turmoil because I'm seeing black people getting killed, trans people getting killed, um, the people that look like me on the screen getting humiliated, brutalized. And I'm just here with people asking me where I'm at, why haven't I spoken? And I, I, overwhelmed. I even went through something on my, on a work. Ooh, I even went through something on a work, um, a work WhatsApp group where, you know, I don't want to say, cause again, could get into trouble, but whatever, like someone said something to be nice and say, you know, I'm, I'm really here. This has opened up my eyes and now I know what to do if this happens. But one thing I'm not going to say sorry is for is my privilege, like it's the honour. And I was like, hold up. Like everything you were saying was all good up until you're saying that you're proud of your honour. You're proud to have your privilege. Like, and I had to break it. I really had to break it down in, in, in a space where I normally don't even speak about these kind of issues because I've already noticed for the past two years, if I'm saying I'm doing it, I'm doing this event, you know, that is helping out black and brown kids 
kids. I don't really get the same reaction as one person that might say, "Yeah, my God, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing um, a drag uh, show," and then everyone's like, "Oh my God, yeah, here for it, yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. But then the minute I say, "Oh my God, we're going to help our black people," psh, crickets, hun. I might get one or two claps from the odd ally, but the rest is, is it can get real awkward, and that hurts. Not only does it hurt, it angers. You know, and so I've come now to say, do you know what? Fuck this. Like now I am going to speak. And I said, you know what? Like, I really get where you're coming from. And I understand that was a good intention. But you saying you're not proud of your your you're proud of your privilege is like me saying I'm proud of my of my light skin privilege. Bitch, I'm not. I'm not proud of my light skin privilege. This privilege is birthed from something so fucking evil. This this privilege is is literally dripping in the blood of countless slaves, black and brown people that have been murdered, raped, countries that have been ripped apart by by evil white people to give me what I've got now. This this my proximity to whiteness now means, you know, if I if I break the law, then my privilege of um being light skinned, I might get ten years, where a dark skinned person might get seventeen and you know, the my white counterpart might just get some community service or maybe get a slap on the wrist or, or two years. Like, I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of where this has come from. Are you mad? Are you joking me? And I even had to say that sounds like something that that sounds like something that a fucking Trump supporter would say. Like I'm wearing my privilege with a badge of honor. Like no, like know what you're saying. Like what you're saying is violent and it hurts. And again, I'm in this group with so many people, and I'm getting people telling me, "Oh, you sound angry. You sound aggressive. Maybe that wasn't the way you should have." Well, because I am angry. Because I am angry. And I have every fucking right to be because I am tired. Oh, well, but you could have done it in, in private. Me, the fact that people are marching now to say that Black Lives Matter is because people are constantly having to tiptoe around white feelings and white fragility to make sure that they're okay. When who the fuck has been prancing around about us? No one. No one. So in the whole 2020, following these marches, the fuck am I going to keep quiet and tiptoe around anyone's feelings, especially white fucking fragility, bitch? No. That in itself is white patriarchy. That is in itself racism. Systemic. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I had black and brown people, um, white and black people telling me that. All, like no 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 so i know i've been i've been going through it so to then have all of this on oh, where you been blah, 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 was overwhelming and yes i did post up a few pictures on my on, on my fucking story of me looking cute because guess what yes i did put on a few fucking pounds in fucking lockdown oh my god i'm the cursing i'm so sorry i did put on a few pounds in lockdown who the hell hasn't and guess what i still look good this cake is still lifted like the lighthouse family really sitting on high yeah it's nice and it's round it's got good shape in 20 years it might not be like that so let me now in these dark down in these dark times where i'm fucking i'm lonely as hell and i'm in my feelings and going through shit if i let me uh, uh, let me come and appreciate the small small let me appreciate the small small because not every day i had to come off of instagram for a long time because everywhere i was going it was this white person is doing this that is jeopardizing a black person's life this black person was killed for this that trans woman was beaten up to this and this is happening it was too much i just wanted to smile a bit even now speaking about it like it's a lot like it's a lot so please like especially as someone who has been actively trying to do shit to bring attention to things oh to bring attention to things that need more attention that need highlighting that need changing 
and shine a light on the positives in our community. For someone that has been busting their back without without not a lot of backing, for someone to be going through all of that and then this lockdown that everyone has had to then come and ask me, what am I doing? And da, 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 it was, I, I shut down. I, I can, I couldn't. And yeah, I've been having talks with many friends, family members saying, you know, I'm really missing what I'm doing. And, you know, so many people say, why don't you just get guests all the time? And I've made excuses. I said, oh, no, it's going to be hard to source every week. And they're like, why don't you just do it by yourself? Like, you're great. And I'm like, no, I need this. I need that. And I've learned, you know what? No, like, no. Like, my soul has not been the same since I've not been able to express myself. Since I've not been able to perform, it's not been the same. And I've been making some poor decisions because I've not been feeding my higher self. And I know I deserve to do that. Life is too short. So... Sorry, I'm going on, but you wanted the tea, and this is the real, the real tea. I've I had an epiphany. I had an, a realization. I'd like to shout out a couple of the following people that helped me realize this. So I've got my cousin Karina Woodburn. Um, Karina, ah, she's married. I do this all the time when I don't think. <laughs> Karina Marriott, aka Style Idealist. I've spoken to James Chisholm, uh, a baby boy, uh, Savannah, Jeffrey, Madison Lee. I've spoken to Cassie. I've spoken to, I'm shouting you all, I'm trying to think of all the people. Uh, my baby girl, Laura, Laura, Laura Hargreaves, Annie Phillips. I've spoken to um, Melanin King from Basic Biscuits Podcast. I've spoken to so many, so many different people. And they've all said just, you are the driving force. Like people are here for you. Like just believe in yourself. Um, I definitely also want to chat Kalechi, Kalechi Okafor from uh, Say Your Mind podcast. You know, just even listening to her for the past like year and a bit, two years um, on her show. Like she's been consistently putting out her episodes uh, and it's just her on the show. Like, yeah, she'll have a guest and she's been able to put out the show just her. I was there. I've been watching the past couple of weeks because I've had to start working in, in Sainsbury's bitch. Like I've had to really... <laughs> I had to. I ain't trying to mess up my coins, so I had to get a little cute job at Sainsbury's. Shout out to all the other people that have started working at Sainsbury's. <laughs> I'm really in the Ivy Park now, <laughs> but yeah, uh, since doing these dead ass shifts there, I've been watching um, T. S. Madison, who's a black trans woman from America, who's got a YouTube show, and she's famous for the Supremes Court that she used to have with another co-host. And you know, she's gone into it a few times where you know the 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 um the energies weren't aligning and the work ethic wasn't the same and I can't remember what exactly happened but they split up and you know she continued she said okay well maybe we're not doing the um the queen's court which is what the show was originally called with the two of them now she's doing the queen's supreme court and she's doing just just fine by herself and you know I look even people like Beyonce Beyonce was in a group Michael Jackson was in a group. People have been in positions where they've been a part of a team and they have been able to go off by themselves as solo artists, creatives, businesswomen, men, whatever. And they've been able to, to, do, to do the goddamn thing. Because like I said, the word of the week, what is yours, cannot, what is rightfully yours cannot be taken away. And that was, their, that was their calling. That was their mission. That was their higher being saying, this is what we do. This is what we came to this earth to, to fucking do. And so... I said, if they can, who are me to not? You know? Um, and so this is what I'm doing. Not to say that I wouldn't love to still have a co-host. I would, because I do want that diversity of thought on the show. I don't want it to just be me going, blah, blah, blah. But I am more than equipped 
to give my take and I know that some people will relate to me. So, yeah. So, like, that being said, like, if you know someone... <laughs> Like if you if you um, know someone, um, ideally female, that wants to be a, sh- uh, a a host on this show, like send them my way and we can have a chat. But like I'm I'm definitely not rushing anything anymore because I've realized I've come to that realization that I can do it by myself. And it's taken six months. Yes, it has. And it's taken me to cry. It's taken me to get frustrated. It's taken me to send heated messages, um, angry messages. But like I'm I've I've been responsible for it all myself. And I've like I'm here today now recording and I'm giving you the things. So yeah, that is what that's where I've been for the past six months. Trying maybe not hard enough to get someone and not believing in myself. And you know what? Fuck that shit. Believe in your sauce, man, because my my red stew is amazing. My red stew, my sauce, yeah, Maggie, all the things, Maggie, Scotch bonnet, the small small curry powder for that extra, you know, it's nice things. Ah, but yeah, that is where I'm at, and I'm gonna continue to bring you the best that I can every single week, regardless of whether it's trending or not on Instagram or Twitter. I'm going to each and every week give you melanin magnificence. I'm gonna give a Karen or a Carol or a Colin, yeah, the belt for moving mad, or anyone that needs to be corrected that needs a good, good beating verbally on this show. Like I will get you together. And that's on period, not just because it's trending, but because that's what I've been doing and I'm going to continue doing. Ooh. Wow, that was a lot. If you made it to the end of that, then give yourself, uh, rub your rub your titties, rub your pecs. <laughs> just rub them round in a circle. <laughs> you deserve. And if that's a bit too much, just like, I don't know, like just tap your chest or something. Give yourself a hug. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
for all of you OGs that have been listening to Get The Belt since day one, you will know that that sound means it's time for Miles Measures, the pop culture segment of the show. I wanted to speak quickly about something that I'd seen on the internet regarding something around the Queen Bee. Um, I don't know whether you guys have seen, but she obviously dropped on Juneteenth the song Black Parade, which was what we needed. It was upbeat in this tragic fucking traumatizing time. I didn't need a song that was going to make me cry and be slow. It was something I could wind my waist to, drop it down low like Christina Millian and bring it, bring all the way back up to the top. All the way up, DJ Khaled. And I quickly wanted to discuss uh, Queen Bee as she was uh, called out by a Nigerian model um, by the name of, what was her name? Dim On on Twitter, her name is Dimso. That is D-I-M-S-S-O-O. I don't know whether these tweets are still there. I think they are. But she started a thread uh, that was basically suggesting, and well, I'm not even suggesting out, outright, saying that Beyonce is benefiting from African culture uh, African culture um, to the detriment of Africans. I'm going to read a couple of the tweets for you because it was an interesting debate. And those of you that know me personally or listen to the show know that I stand for Queen Bee. And yeah, basically, she has been called out. She's been summoned. Uh, I'm going to read you the thread. So it goes like this. Beyonce including African culture in her music, but never adding Africa to her to her tours. Same Beyonce making a whole movie based off Africa and its culture that's not available in Africa. I want to add that I'm not saying she has not come to Nigeria or whatnot. I'm saying she's contributing to the problematic ideologies of how Africa is viewed to line her own pockets. And Africa isn't even a country. She's mostly taking from Yoruba culture. So if you're going to speak on something, come correct. Africa is not some prop. You can't come and pull from our culture from when it's convenient. That's appropriation. And not every time we were kings. Please, some of us were palm wine tape tappers. I can't. We don't wake up in the morning and tie our wrapper and put chalk on our face and scream Wakanda. <laughs> then, then go and hunt lions. Oh my gosh. We wake up and open Twitter like the rest of the world. Please stop pushing this old narrative, old narrative because later it's the same black Americans in an attempt to insult us that will be asking if we have Wi-Fi and whether we live in huts and how can and how we can afford iPhones. And that's the representation they see. Anytime someone talks about Africa, it's huts and lions. So I don't even blame them. Chew. And one more thing. Nobody is disputing that she has done a lot of good, but she's a human being and she's not above mistake, therefore not above critique. She has so tapped into the African queen mother thing that you people think everything she's doing, uh, that everything she does is right. Laugh my ass off. This not true. Black Americans always talking about if a black person says it's appropriation, then shut up and listen. And now we as African people have come out to say that it's appropriation. So please listen. The way you people are so reverent of this Beyonce <laughs> that it's a human being like everyone else. Can't even critique her without adding, I love Beyonce, but, or that's the queen, but, like, please laugh my ass off. Spit it out. Nobody will beat you. <laughs> she really is Niger for real. You're not saying anything wrong. 
And then we've got lots of other um, people that were responding to it saying Africa is nothing but a marketplace to them. Uh, someone else um, said, love me some Beyonce, but this had to be said. Like, at least, sis, if you're going to be using Africa every time for your thingies, at least <laughs> for your thingies, you know, at least come contribute to con at least come contribute to Africa or give back to Africa. Example, come here for tour always. Scout talents, invest in Africa, PR us. PR, use well the way we are. Don't understand that. I was really conflicted at this because you know what? I don't see the line. And this is a big wow for me as a big, 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 big Beyonce fan. I do want to add she has been there before on tour, but this was years ago. She did go to South to South Africa to do the um, Global Citizen. But, you know, she's not touring there the same way she's touring Europe. Like, I don't know why that is, but that's a fact. Um, she does pull from it. And, you know, this whole um, The Blackest King and The Gift album, we do need to remember that it was inspired around The Lion King. You know, it wasn't just Africa. It was... She's chimed into that, of course, because it's set in Africa. But, like, it was aimed around and inspired by The Lion King. But I, I don't see lies, you know, because I, I rarely ever see, you know, a music video of Africa being portrayed in a way that isn't like these fairy tales and these lines and the huts and chalk and screaming Wakanda. Because, you know, she's right. Like, no, I've got family out in Nigeria and not every day is it paint your face and go out and, and, and hunt lions and chant to ancient gods some of them just wake up put on their clothes and they go to work in h&m in lagos like it is where it is like it's normal so i'd like to know you guys thoughts on that but i thought that was really really interesting because yes as much as i do love beyonce i do understand and recognize that she is not above critique no one is uh of course she didn't reach out to um reach out to this young lady and instead we had mother tina tina knowles otherwise known as Tina Lawson, took to Instagram to come to her daughter's defence. Uh, she quoted a tweet that read like this. Laughing my, ass laughing my ass off. The annoying thing about the capitalist argument with Beyonce is Lemonade. Her quote-unquote album is one of her lowest-selling albums. So if we're talking profit, she wouldn't continue to make music highlighting blackness if it was solely for profit. Uh, Tina Knowles commented underneath this saying you could not have said it better it is really sad that the women who shout the loudest protect the black woman that they are the ones that are trying to tear down that are trying to tear her down sisters wake up Beyonce was taught from a little girl to lift other women up not to tear them down she minds her own business does not criticize anyone gives of her time and money and dedicates her art to boldly show the royalty and beauty of our heritage and journey. I want to quickly pull over to the side and just comment on that. Like, obviously, we've been saying or this lady said that Beyonce is continuously putting out there that Africa, you know, they still live in mud huts, go outside, roar with the lions and run around in loincloths with ashy knees, no Wi-Fi or 4G like that. That is not the that is not what she's trying to do. She is not speaking about the present time. Of course she's not. She's been putting out visual albums, we need to remember, that have been directly and intrinsically linked to Lion King. Um, and even if they weren't, it's clearly not the, the ideology that she's putting out that Africa is now. It's history. 
it's our past, it's our ancestors, and that is what she's trying to put across and has been doing so beautifully. Anyway, let me continue with what Mama Tina said. Her work is to change the narrative, to show that we did not start off as slaves, but that we were kings and queens before we were forced into slavery. Don't you want to see something that shows that? Aren't you sick and tired of seeing us as slaves? She employs African and African-American people, fights for many firsts in the fashion and film world. Take an inventory of yourself and your hate. Where is it coming from? I ask you to examine your heart and really take a look at what your motive is and what it's fueled by. Then take that energy critiquing and tearing down and to put and put it into an action that is fighting against the systemic racism that is going on right now and has been going on forever. The time that you take to tear her down, you could be using that time to do that. Critique and tear down the systems that hurt and suppress us. Use your social media platform to work on getting people out to vote and change the laws. Critique the freaking laws. Stop being a social media terrorist. <laughs> I can't believe she used that. But anyway, stop being a social media terrorist to the wrong people. Redirect that passion for for change in that. Use your energy and great intelligence to fight people who choose to be oppressors. Beyonce is not your enemy, but you would swear that she was. I love that this post said, which is to the honest to God truth. She sold more records before Lemonade. I have one question for you too that I'm confused about. How do you appropriate the black culture when you are black? She has a right to her heritage as well as anyone else in this world. Just consider your young sisters. I love you and brothers, thank you for your balance and speaking up. Now, I do agree very much with Miss Tina Knowles on this part because, you know, me as big, big Beyonce fan, CEO of the Hive, of the Beehive UK. Yes, Beyonce has been putting out these stunning visuals of an older time in Africa portraying and educating people about our history, especially in the Yoruba. I'm Yoruba, so big up all my Yoruba people in Nigeria. The history and our religions, referencing referencing gods such as the Oshun and things like that in her in her visuals and in her, in her lyrics. She's been educating us and displaying our traditions, which we don't often see, like Tina Noll said. Often when you look at black history and black um, black black culture from before, it's often in the mainstream, you know, with big media films such as 12 Years a Slave, things of that nature, it is us being slaves. And Beyonce is changing that in her music videos and showing us the intelligence, the beauty and the art and the craft of ancient African history. She's not out here saying, take a flight to Nigeria now and all you will see is wilderness. Like, nah, that's not the case. You look at other um, artists such as Afrobeats artists that live in Africa. Let's not forget Beyonce doesn't live in Africa. She doesn't live in Nigeria. She doesn't live in Ghana. People that live in um, African countries and when they make their music videos, they do represent and show the modern day Africa. That's not what Beyonce is doing. Beyonce is not saying, oh, here's a song about ancient, uh, of honouring your old black way, uh, not old black ways, but your our black ways and our ancestors and our history and blah, 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 blah. She's not doing that and I'm going to show you a 2020 version of, of, of Zimbabwe. She's showing us our history and our culture and doing it beautifully with a modern twist, you know, with dances and stuff like that. But she is portraying that ancient side of it. Yes, it would be good if we had a more of a variety on the main stage of other different kinds and other different eras in African history. 
from past to present but we're not but it's a step and people people will always come and drag Beyonce because they are mad I do get the um what the first Nigerian model suggested that Beyonce doesn't go over there and tour as much as she used to or whatnot but she she's doing bits like when she recorded uh, the gift for the Lion King. She went over to many different countries, experienced the culture. She made a documentary about it, which was on available on Tidal. And for all of you that have been posting up saying Black Lives Matter support back business, instead of paying Apple, instead of paying Apple Music and Spotify, how about you pay Jay Z, who paid who paid for many of the legal fees for George Floyd's um, family's uh, le- legal matters and fl- flew the family in a private jet to get to where they needed to be? How about you put your money into Tidal, not for that one free song that you want to hear for Beyonce's and jump on someone's free account how about you actually put your money where your fucking big mouth is and your long throat and you pay that 9.99 to Tidal how about that maybe you'll maybe 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 you'll you'll do that maybe I don't know but instead you're posting black squares anyway um if we had more people on in the mainstream in the mainstream sorry can't speak um Posting videos and putting out content that represented all different eras of black culture, Africa and its very countries, then we would have something to go off. But because there's so little of that and she's pioneering that globally, mainstream wise, we can't now come and kill her because she, she's doing good. She goes to, like I was saying before about the gift, she went to many, many different countries in Africa and got to know the culture. I even saw her eating eat a goosey, you know. It was nice things. And um, she worked with many, 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 many different artists, be it locally, be it on a bigger scale, like Burnham Boy was on there, Tiwa Savage. She's out here doing the footwork. So, yes, I can see how one could perceive the one narrative of what Beyonce is doing with her visuals and saying, oh, it's not like that. It's not like that. But it's a start. It's either it's a start and it's a gorgeous start. She's not saying that this is what it is. It's very, very obviously, if you have common sense, you can see it it is from an old time. It's about history, ancestors. We're not going to come and talk about ancestors and have them paying with smartphones and music videos and uh, uh, and doing 2020 things. We're in mass for coronavirus. It wouldn't make sense because that's not our ancestors. That's not our history. That's not our past. That's the current situation, motherfucker. Like, yeah. As I said, I'm going to keep Miles Measures quite brief this week. Next week, you can expect a more detailed rundown of this week's shenanigans. But this week, I'm only going to cover like a couple of subjects. So this whole Jada, Will Smith and August situation, it's kind of ironic that this should be happening right now. Like the stars, the universe really moves in some synchronization because I've been going or discovering uh, or getting acquainted with more polyamorous people and uh, exploring monogamy. I even just watched monogamy on Netflix the other day, which is really fun. And so for this to re- to surface, uh, it, it's very interesting. So if you don't know, uh, it is rumoured and almost flat out a known fact that Will and Jada Smith are in an open marriage and they see it more as a partnership than anything more romantic like they love each other but like it is what it is she be out doing what she wants to do he doing what he want to do and that's it works for them it doesn't work for me like i want it to, i want to know more but it doesn't 
I know right now where I am at, it won't work for me. So know that as well. But I'm going to try and be as fair as possible. August now, I did an interview. I haven't seen the whole interview, but I've seen like the main clips with Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, where he came out finally and said, you know, I was in a relationship with Jada. There's many pictures of them together looking friendly and and touchy touchy feely feely and he went on to say you know I did approach Will and Will gave me his consent and his permission to pursue things with Jada now one thing that does that is a red flag for me is Jada the age difference between them is ridiculous I actually think he's the same age as her son um Jaden is that his name Jaden what I don't know one of one of them so that's already a bit like, mm. and the way my guy August was speaking was like, he was like, oh, I loved her. Like he even said, I'm ready to die. No, and I gave everything to her. It was a deep love. We had, we had feelings and all of this and all of this. And for her to come out and flat be like, that's not the case. Or Will has said, that's not the case. Like, wow. Like apparently it, like it's ended. We don't even know how it ended, but this is one of the problems that I have with polygamy because yeah obviously it works for some people it works for jada and it works for will but then you got to think about the people who knew like august knew what he was getting into because he went and asked will smith for permission to get to get up in that puss you see and obviously it was more than just sex because he said i loved her with everything of me so if i die now i know that i died giving everything to to, to miss jada she must have had some 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 vibranium in 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 her in her uterus and that and that vaginal canal because shit boy he's ready to go he's ready to die um but let's digress <laughs> i don't think it's fair on this young man because you got to remember he is significantly younger than her to now be in a position where they are saying no this isn't correct this is not true and he's being left to dry when he clearly, clearly did have a connection with this woman. And for a long time, um, Jada has said that she's going to come to the red table and talk about it. I've seen the memes. They're killing me. But it would be really, really good. And we'll discuss it again in the future. I'd like to know you guys' opinion on it, on po on polyamorous relationships, monogamy, if they work. And this whole situation, uh, but I don't want to say too much until we've heard Jada's side of the story. I don't feel like she's going to say much. I feel like she's going to come and be like, you know, miscommunication, blah, blah, blah. She's definitely not going to get him on the show. Because if she gets him on the show, then they'll have to do real honesty. And I really don't think they're up for doing that. But my opinion from where I stand is if polyamorous and those open kind of things works for you, do it. But please, even if you get the, the doubt... That someone that you're bringing into that, 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 I don't want to say that darkness, but that, that Pandora's box where you don't know what the hell could happen once it's open. If you feel like they are really not ready or strong enough for it, don't entertain them. That's my advice because someone, as you can see, being August is going to get hurt. And if it's not the two in the open, open things, come and play with my man, come play with my woman or whatever you want to do, but we good with it. It might even be them that get hurt in the end. One of them might catch feelings someone else. And then it's, it's, to me, it's all just a bit too risky. And the world that we live in, 
is a risky place as it is. I don't need to be inviting inviting any other possibilities of heartbreak or stress or STDs or upset or jealousy. Like, why invite all of that in? Why? Because because why? But that's just my humble opinion. Plus, I'm a Scorpio and I get super jealous. So who knows? In time, I might... <laughs> I might be out here having six different relationships, just all of us, just friends on Facebook, just posting pictures of all of us in the same thing. <laughs> but who knows? Um, my heart does go out to, for August because he's clearly struggling. He was in a very dark place. You know, he's lost a lot of his family and he had so much love for this woman, like so much love. So for her to shut it down like that and call him an outright liar uh, on such a big platform... He must be going through it right now. But yeah, I don't know. It's all a bit mad. But yeah, that is it for Miles Measures because like I said, I don't want it to be too long. Next week, you'll get the full breakdown of everything that's going in. Um, I'm going to dive more into um, the social happenings that are happening right now next week. But um, I need to respect my own boundaries. I've already got a headache recording this right now because of what I spoke about before. And I, yeah, it's taken it out of me. So I'm going to keep it as short as possible. Because also the next segment are uh, uh, listener letters and emails. I want to get as many as of those done as I possibly can. If I didn't read out, or if I don't read out, sorry, your letter or your question, please don't be offended. I will try and get it done on the next week on next week's episode and we can really get into it i don't want to do it half-assed you know me i i either come balls to the wall or i ain't coming <laughs> wicked well that was it for miles measures and i'm excited to go through your questions question right so our first letter you didn't tell me not to say your name so i'm just gonna say it okay so i should have maybe put this one in the uh melanin magnificence um section because they've given us a melanin magnificence as well as a question so this email comes from emmanuel aquafo um and it reads like this my Melanin Magnificent suggestion is Michaela Cole. Boop, boop. Loving her new show, I May Destroy You. Very different from her last comedy show, Chewing Gum. Yeah, no, 100%. Now, here's the question. However, and they wrote this in capitals. <laughs> and they made it a whole, a whole paragraph on itself. Like, yeah. However, real talk. No, real tea talk. Dot, 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 dot. Can we talk about her description of gay black men in the UK being obsessed with Grinder and hooking up with strangers? Don't get me wrong. This happens a lot. But when you show it on TV, this becomes the new normal. And that what people will focus on that every gay man on Grinder just wants to bust a nut. But in capital letters, where is our love story? Dot, 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 dot. Where is our gay black male couple? Melanin on Melanin Love, all in capitals. I am still waiting to see happiness storyline and not every day something bad happens on a grinder hookup. I am so over this stereotype. We need to be the chains we want to see tomorrow. Big love, E-Man. Loving the show, get the bell. Wish it was a TV show. <laughs> Aw. 
Hmm. Well, who knows? Big shout out to all of the other performing arts industry for coming together, staying creative and doing what they need to do to pay rent. Amen. Jesus. We will over this hardship. Big love. Thank you so much for that, Iman. Like, I hear you. Like, yeah, big up Michaela Cole, Melanie Magnificence at his finest. Um, Loving the show as well. Wow. It's definitely triggered me. Um, I'll talk about that another another time in terms of like the sexual ass- assault subject matter. Um, and it, it's also been really good to see like black gay men on TV uh, living on like, n- obviously it's not a normal life in terms of that's the stereotypical gay of always going out on grind and stuff like that. But it was just good to see it on screen because I don't feel like we ever really see black gays on screen, period. Um, especially not with each other. Um, and normalized as well. It was like, it was like, oh my God, he's gay. And like, it wasn't a coming out story. It was just, here's my mate, he's gay. Like, oh my God, are you going to get some dick? Like, ha ha ha, what about him? Like, it was just, it was just normal. Like, it wasn't a thing, which was nice to see. But I do get what you mean about... You know, this perception of us just being on grinder, constantly just looking for dick or whatever, and every time something goes wrong. And don't get me wrong, I have had some meetups myself. I'm like, mm, you really don't look like none of them pictures. Um, all of those filters have definitely taken about three stone off of you, and your jawline is definitely not like that. But I've had some of those situations. But then again, I I have like you're saying, I definitely have made some friends like from that app uh and yeah you go on there often i find i can only speak from a personal experience you do go on there from boredom and i can find myself feeling guilty for having the app like it's not on the phone anymore i had to delete it um i feel like many people in the lgbtq community that use grinder do have that on and off relationship which is a whole another discussion in itself and i'd love to get you know uh, maybe a guest to come on and discuss that because it is a thing um but yeah, I no, I completely, I completely hear what you're saying. However, there is a, there is that issue with being reliant on grinder. The fact that we delete it and then go back to it, or like why why are we reliant on it? Why are we not able to just go out? Well, obviously not in the pandemic because you can't. But like even during the pandemic, like why was grinder still active? Like who the hell are you meeting with your two distance, two meter distance? Sorry. Anyway, lest we digress, this was set in a time when coronavirus wasn't running wild, raping us all up the bum holes without any lubrication. So, yes, I definitely think that it is something that did need to be touched on, but it would also be good to see the side of just gay black love without any of that trauma. Again, we don't want to come and do fantasy because it's not, it's not, it's not always like that. But I do get what you're saying, that making this mainstream and normalizing that are, especially as a first introduction to seeing black gay men on uh, screen, young black gay men in a normal London environment without it being overdone, uh, caricatured or over the top in any sense it does run that risk of making all of these people think oh so you know we've not heard about the gays recently or we've not really seen black gays is this what they're doing they just go and hunt dick like but hopefully you know it's going to be perceived from people with more of an open mind but then look at our nation i just i don't even know but i definitely think that you touched on a good on a good point there and yeah i think we should get into that when i've got someone on the show to discuss things further 
um, it would be nice to see a happiness storyline. But I feel like with the way this show is going, mate, that it we're, we're really not. I don't think we're getting the happy ending. I feel like she's really given us grit, and you you have a box of tissues at hand. But saying that, I would like to add that I really do fucking love the show. Yes, it's made me learn and look at things so much differently. And the things that she's normalizing on that show is incredible. Just black being, like the way we greet each other, the way we speak, like the fact that some of us are out here and not me, but like some people do go out there and do drugs and things like coke and stuff like that. Because even me, I even find myself saying, oh, that's a white drug. That's what white people do. But like, no, the gag is I do know many black people that go and take that wild, wild drug and make excuses for it or reasons. And it's good to have that on there. Like, I don't identify with it, but let's not pretend and like fantasize over things that we know to be true. So I think that is great. Um... I noticed that she had a tampon in one of the scenes where she wasn't using it. She literally just sat on the toilet chatting to her friend and she pulled down her knickers and you, I saw not a tampon, a, a um, I saw a p- pad and I was like, Oh my God, there's a pad there. And I was waiting for her to like make a big deal out of it, but she didn't. She just went for a piss, spoke to a friend and pulled up her pants. And I was like, wow, look at you normalizing that. Amazing. Again, the, the, the drug stuff, seeing black gay men on screen, but it's great um but yeah like you do like you did say it does run that risk of us thinking oh maybe this is only it but hopefully at the minute we've only got Michaela Cole giving us one story and she can't come and shoot all of the birds we need more we need more content like this on our screens so that we can have an array of characters an array of shows that show us all of these different kinds because if we continue with how we've been going on and just have the one token black show and now you're good to go niggers like that's what you there's your show like that's it we've done tick the diversity box like now fam like because then you're going to go and think that this is this is it and it's not it. If you can have 50, 11 different soaps, Coronation Street, EastEnders, all of these things that are basically the same with all these white characters, the token black family. Why can we not just have like uh, like one or two or three, not even one, like two plus shows with black people on it and we're all diverse and different? You know, I feel like that is what your question has made me like realize that, yes, a hundred percent it can make uh the people watching it think oh this is just the pure soul narrative of a young black gay man hungry for dick problematic meeting up with strangers and fucking don't get me wrong like you said it does happen but it's not the norm so what this is really calling for is now other black creators black creatives and black shows to be on here giving us another story, giving us a narrative, another narrative, because it's not just, like I said at the beginning of this episode, like black people, we are all different. Not all of us eat chicken. Do you know what I mean? And not all of us meet up on random hookups to go and suck a dick or get dick down. Not all of us do coke. Not all of us don't do coke. So I think what she's done is, again, put a foot in the door to giving us another piece of entertainment, which is about us, for us, and relatable and now it's just a case of getting more um entertainment and more shows like this on the tv that give us different narratives and different things to identify with or different things to learn from or relate to and you know because it's not just one show and done like we need more of these so we can have a lot of different things to choose from and see ourselves in because it's not one box and then done like we're not all the same we don't all eat chicken do you know what i mean so I think it's a win. 
I think it's definitely a win and definitely great that, that she's got us having these conversations about so many different things. I, I just love the show. I'm actually going to watch it later on tonight, the latest episode, because I'm behind, uh, even though I'm debating it because of this emotional episode. <laughs> I'm thinking, will I just go and do a... Let me not even say, but I was... Go- <laughs> Let me not even say that because that's rude. But, yeah, if I can take it, if I can take it, I'll watch it, I'll watch it. Uh, So, the next email we have comes from Sweets. Hello, Sweets. Thank you for writing in. Uh, It says, hey, uh, any advice in, on how to keep a long distance slash primarily online relationship up when everything else that's been happening has been so draining and dark. I find it hard enough to stay positive at the moment as it is, but romance and keeping up a relationship is proving to be really tricky. Super excited to see the show back. Kiss, kiss, sweets. Oh, thanks, sweets. I'm excited to be back. Uh, I don't know whether I'm good for this because, I mean, I've been single now for a few days darn years but um I've been in a relationship and I've been in love before that has lasted a long time so I'll pull from that so once I was actually on a cruise ship and me and my ex obviously she was back home here in London and I was around the world on a ship and so we weren't we were used to seeing each other every single day and then all of a sudden boom we weren't and obviously with the pandemic there was no lead up to that it just happened whereas we knew from day like okay in a month I'm going away for nine months so um one thing I recommend is just maintaining communication I feel like this should come like quite naturally like if you want to speak to them and I'm guessing that you you would want to because you are in a relationship with them uh that you'll just message them like hey like good morning how you doing? I hope you slept good. What are you up to today? Because you'll have a natural general interest and it won't be forced. But then it is also okay, like with all of this bullshit that's happening to sometimes not want to actually speak. And some people can often get confused that if you're with someone or you've got a best friend or there's this intense relationship, we can often think, oh, when things are bad, I need to speak to them. But no, like, you're your own post. You're your own person. So at times you want to just take care of yourself and restore your own cup because, like, if two people are like together or not together in the physical sense, but like in this relationship together and actively building on it, you feed into each other and you give and you take. But if your cup has been emptied and drained because of all of this bullshit that has been happening in the world then baby girl, you're not going to be able to pour anything into his cup. Like, you won't be able to do it. Like, you won't. And if someone tries to take something from me that you don't have, you're going to get vexed and it might just end up in an argument. So clear communication is key. Like, I recently had, a, a, like, a, a situation with <clears throat> some guy and he was just like, oh, I was checking up on him, seeing how he was doing. And he was just like, oh, I'm just doing me. I'm just doing me. And I was just like, okay, well, like, do you? Like, I'm all here for that. Like, I do me too. But like, I just said, like, I was just checking in on you because obviously you've not spoken slash responded, but I've seen you online, but you're not really responding. So I don't know, like, that could lead one to think that you're ignoring me because I've done something wrong. I don't know. So I think the best advice is when you do start feeling like that, the people that you would normally speak to, if you can, 
just say, listen, I'm just feeling a bit down. Like, communicate that. Let them know, hey, I'm just taking some time for myself. There's no shame in that. Like, yeah, you don't need to respond to the first message. But if, like, your boyfriend or whoever it is or your girlfriend, whoever you're saying is... um you're having this problem with right now if they're messaging you and you're just not responding it for days and days that can then that's that's your downfall now you're not communicating uh you need to communicate to them that you know what i do need to take some time to myself so that i can feel okay because right now i'm not i'm trained because you know black people are being killed trans women are being killed nothing's being done about it you know i can't leave my fucking house i just want to go to a to a bar i just want to go to the movies and i just want to go to the gym and work out and i'm not able to let any of my frustration and this world has got me fucking vexed and I can't do shit and now you're messaging me three days like I can't don't allow yourself to get to that point where you're frustrated and don't leave him or her or them in the dark just communicate you know I love you if it's that far yet or just like hey like I'm really into you but like I just need to take you know a couple days even a couple hours whatever you need to just like refuel recenter just align my chakras and just 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 get back to my place of zen because right now I feel drained and so if I'm a bit quiet right now like it's not you like I just need some time and that should be absolutely fine but otherwise babes FaceTime you know FaceTime is cute they were doing that Netflix party. So if you both got Netflix accounts or you logged on in, into someone else's because times are hard, like you can watch a film together and like text through the film and whatnot. And sometimes it's just nice to take random pictures. What I like to do, like even I just do this with my friends, like I'll take random pictures in the day and like just send it to them. Like if I walk past somewhere and it's changed a little bit, I'll just randomly be like, oh my God, look at this done. Like just to keep that line of communication there. Um... And, you know, yeah, just stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, definitely focus on yourself because you don't want to force anything. And, yeah, you want to keep it you want to keep it healthy by maintaining the that clear line of communication. A hundred percent. Yeah, I hope that helped. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm not the best, but like I hope that did help. Uh, let me know how you get on, what advice you take and let me know how you get on with that. I'm going to read one more question. And then I'm going to go into the belt segment. Okay, let me see what we've got here. So this last one for this week comes from Brock Star, And it's titled, Where Did We Go Wrong? <laughs> hey, happy you're back. Kanye just announced he's running for president. Do you think he has a shot? Would you vote for him, Kim, as first lady? Uh... I did read this. I was going to talk about it, but me, I'm drained. Well, I mean, you've got this this tangerine, knuckle dragon, racist, homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic, misogynistic man as president with what political background? You know, so, I mean, what the fuck is stopping anyone from running at this point? Um... Kanye West is definitely super duper problematic. If it would have been the problem, if it would have been the Kanye West from like 10 years ago, I might be here for it. But the fact that he's married into that family, oh, I don't know. It would be just as much as a shit show as it is now because, you know, Kanye West does some good things. Like even in, in, in the past few weeks, he's like donated so much money uh, towards the Black Lives Matter movement and he's paid for certain things uh, regarding trials and I think he gave, was it George Floyd's daughter, 
so many million like basically said babes your life is set like go to college go to uni do do you bitch live your best life so there is that glimmer of the old negro kanye that we know and that we love and that that we grew to love in our childhoods but like he still will be that same kanye west that would go outside and say you know i will still vote for trump and make america great again so he is out here surprising us for the good and for bad so I think he'd be let. I don't know whether he'd be any better than Trump. I think he'd be just as wild. Um, but then again, ugh, I I I would like to know the other runners up. <laughs> um, if that was the case, um, but hell, I don't even I don't even live in the states. So, mm. and then uh, Kim as first lady. I know she'd be serving looks, and it would be the most ass. That that White House has ever seen in its life. Obviously, it's not all real. It'd be nice to have some some real ass in there, but definitely she'd be giving some looks. And you know, despite her problematic ways and past, um, she's been doing like I can't, I can't, I can't come and lie. She's been doing some good things with this um with this reform, prison reform that she's been doing. She has been putting in the work. She has been getting people out of jail that have been wrongly incarcerated or like given twenty five years for a little piece of weed. Like, so. With all of that being said, maybe they would actually be better than Trump and Melania or Melania, whatever her name is, Melanie Sykes. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe it would be better. I might get dragged for it. But then again, I don't know. I'm not American. So, yeah, uh, that's all we've got time for this week with the questions. I'm so sorry if I didn't get to read them out. Like I said, I'm going to read them next week. If you do want to send a, a question about anything or start a conversation, please email the show at contact at getthebeltpod.com. Well, it's been weird. I haven't said that for ages. Uh, and yeah, let us know your thoughts. Let us know your topics. And if you have a melanin magnificence, please do share. And guys, please give as much detail as you can. Like, don't just don't just email the show and say, oh, my God. Yeah, Jamal. Jamal Okoye he's my melanin magnificence because he's great like that doesn't help like tell us why what they've done where can we go to get their product or to find out more about them and like you know don't leave us don't leave us wondering what the hell who they are like go in really really big up your friends to the fullest extent or even if you don't know them uh same with the belts speaking of the belt it's time to get the belt now, I feel like I gave my belt to all of the people that have been trying me for not being out there, not posting or speaking or whatever. So I feel like I gave you guys the belt earlier on when I was telling you what the hell has been going on. Um, so for the first episode back, I'm actually going to hand it over to one of the listeners that emailed in uh, with their own belt. So here it goes. So... This letter is titled The Belt and it comes from Disgruntled Dave. That is a fake name, but I love it. Like creativity, we love to see it. So the email reads, Today I'd like to give the belt to all the self-righteous keyboard warrior Karens out there. <laughs> Start strong. As per government guidelines, many of us took the pubs, bars and restaurants over the weekend to A, show our support for a dying industry and B, let off some steam after being tapped, trapped inside for 15 weeks. 
Yes, while there might have been a few little rule breaks here and there, I'd like to ask all those keyboard warriors honestly if they've not broken a single rule. Staying out for 31 minutes instead of 30 for your walk. Leaving the house twice in a day. Attending secret gatherings, dot, dot, dot. They're either massive hypocrites or suffering from a severe form of dementia by forgetting their own lockdown infractions. That's all. Disgruntled Dave. Well, that was a drag. <laughs> I agree with you there. Because I ain't going to lie. Like, I looked at all the people that were in Soho, especially some of the gays. Obviously, not everyone in Soho was gay. But obviously, it's the predominantly gay area. Um... And, I mean, we saw the gays, when Pride got cancelled, they, they cried more tears than they cried for George Floyd. And they even ended up taking to Clapham Common to have their own little Pride party there, which I thought was rather nonsensical because it got cancelled for your safety and then you just went and did it. It got cancelled. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. Like, I can hold my hands up. Like, I broke quarantine like, in the first couple of weeks. I said, okay, I've got this one friend who is also not, you know, seeing people, we can be Pokemon Go buddies for our walks and, you know, do nice things. And because otherwise, neither of us had anyone. Like I said, I live here by myself. So, yes, I did look at the people that were in Soho doing shoulder to shoulder and hands touching and wild things. And I did think, yeah, you are crazy simply because... Mate, it was you. It was rammed, like, and I already know from like looking at my people's Instagram and like my friends' social media that inside of the bars and the clubs, like, the social distancing rules were in place. So, oh my gosh, I am not mad for people for going to the bars, going to the clubs. The people in the streets, however, guys, guys, guys. A bit much and yeah so i cannot come and now say oh look at you look at you and like get onto facebook not that i even use facebook like that but get onto twitter or instagram and do a whole status cussing out your ass and saying oh my god look at you red te -te -te -te. when i know full goddamn well what my own anus is like me i'm not a hypocrite okay if my knees are dry in the morning i can't come and tell you about yours until i've creamed my own <laughs> You'll never see me with Ashinese, by the way. But no, that, no, no, I hear you on that. That, that. that is trash. And that resonates for me, man. If you're out here doing, going for your 35-minute runs and, you know, going and seeing people, now don't come and play, you know, Judge Judy on the people that are going out and moving mad. Yes, they're moving mad. But who are you, who, who are you to judge? Mind your own fucking business. Mind your own business. Mind your business. Especially when you've been, and we know the people that have been, okay, the beep. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for that belt. I did say I didn't have a belt, but I'm going to do just a quick one. In the words of Sally from HR, just a quick one, just a quick one. Um, shout out, Kalechi. My belt this week goes out to 
all of you guys doing performative allyship on social media. You are rank. I see beyond it. I see beyond the 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 black square. I see beyond your unseasoned food. I see beyond you. Like I, I my glasses. I've even got my my sunglasses on, and I can still see your your unwashed anus. Like I I I, I see it. You're not fooling anyone. In the words of Prince, you're only lying to yourself. I also want to give a swift belt buckle to black people telling other black people what they should or shouldn't be doing or if they're not doing enough stop policing us we're already over policed mind your own business watch what's on your plate and i'm doing my own shit like stop it there's no need we're already fighting a fight together we now don't need to come and fight for ourselves like the kind of people that have been messaging me or speaking about me saying, why is it mars doing this what you guys are, are you're, you're you're fucking ridiculous like you're fucking ridiculous if you're gonna put like miss tina said to that to that the wogga wogga girl yeah all of that effort you were putting into me you could have actually put in something else all of you black people telling other people oh you know don't correct this person's feelings like that because it's too aggressive and don't do that and don't do this and maybe you should be doing this or what you've been doing or like why haven't you posted instead of putting all of your energy into policing other black folks or other people in general for their ways of demonstrating solidarity or agreement with the black lives matter movement or anything Put, it, put your energy into opening your wallets and, you know, something as easy as paying for Tidal Music support black business how about you when you go into your your dms or your your whatsapp or wherever you use to message and someone of color is you know trying to promote new music trying to promote a new show a brand re reshare it how about you send them five pounds you know small small it helps Instead of not coming for other people and what they're doing. Because, yes, someone might not have been active for a couple of uh, weeks or whatever. But who are you? How do you know they've not been active on social media? Because they've been out here doing the ting. And doing the ting for the longest. Longer than some of you motherfuckers. So my belt goes out to just those nosy fucking naysayers that are out here doing the most policing people for no reason mind your fucking business do you and do better get off other people's backs like leave them to it Ugh. so that's my belt for this week jesu this episode was a lot but it was needed i'm proud of myself i can't even lie i am super duper proud of myself because it's been six months i haven't had the self-belief i've had ups and downs major downs and, you know, I had some of my own demons that I had to battle as well as some external factors. And I'm here. I'm back. And get the belt is back. OK, and we ain't going anywhere. We are not going anywhere. I want to say a huge, huge thank you to all the people that have stayed supporting the show, that have posted about the comeback of this episode and the show in, its, in itself. Thank you for everyone that has, has written into the show with your uh, belts, your questions, your melon and magnificence. Again, sorry if we didn't get a chance to read them out this week. I will read them out next week. Um, and yeah, thank you. Just thank you so much for the love and support. It's been a very, really, really, really hard episode to record uh but i'm 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 glad i did it and i'm glad to be back and i'm super duper excited there's it's only gonna go up from here oh yes oh my god <laughs> i'm so glad to be back um yeah thank you so much guys for listening um yeah it was a deep episode but not every episode is is yanla fix your life and down in the dumps i promise you that i promise you that thank you so much for tuning in 
Uh, this episode and this whole show has been brought to you by Nice Things Network, home of the nicest of things. If you have a podcast idea, please hit them up on Instagram or their website at nicethingsnetwork.com. And yeah, pitch, pitch your show to them. Uh, this could be you on the mic saying all of your things. Uh, thank you again. If you liked what you heard, please, please support this podcast uh, and go to iTunes to rate and review the show. Uh, let the girls know what you thought about it and if you are listening to this through Spotify a handy little trick if you go to the bottom right you'll see a little arrow and a box and you can like click share and it will say share to your Instagram story or share to Twitter and it will send that episode that you're listening to when you're doing that please tag us we love to see that you're listening I love to interact with you guys what you agreed with what you disagreed with nigga teach me and I teach you all this learning here is by you I'm not a Nikki fan like that I don't know but I feel like the vibes will know what I meant but basically we can learn from each other innit um, please continue to send in your letters continue to support the show I love you all so so much from the bottom of my heart like like all the little messages I've received I'm waffling now but like all the messages that I've received have really meant so much I'm so glad to be back it will not disappoint I know you got your life <laughs> And if your feelings got hurt during this episode, I ain't sorry, bitch, okay? I ain't sorry. Yes, I ain't sorry. Well, that is it. That is the end of the first episode back of Get the Belt. Hallelujah, Jesus. Shandala sababahananashila unkusibe. What do you do it? Hallelujah. I have been your host, Miles, and you've been listening to Get the Belt. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.